Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Let us now have one more final Open House bite of the Olympics with our TV critic Mark Hadley. It's hard to look back at the last two weeks and not think about, yep, both the great sport but also the controversies of the London Olympic Games 2012. Now it's all come to a close, we're going to dissect the criticism about the coverage and work out whether it was really poor coverage or whether it was just a minority group making a big noise. Mark Hadley, welcome back. Hey, mate, did we get what we wanted? (laughs) Yes, I've really been looking forward to this as a television person, I suppose contemplating my navel. (laughs) Channel 7, it must be said, and I declare my former Channel 7 Olympic past, has always held the rights for the Olympics. Channel 9 finally got them this year, but it seems they have only been criticised for their broadcast. I must say there's always a fair bit of criticism that goes with Olympic coverage, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. People should remember that you know this is such an event which has such a huge amount of expectation, yeah. uh, and, and the, every other form of media builds up our expectations of what our athletes are going to do, that when it comes on the television, if it's not exactly who you wanted to see, when you wanted to see them right at that moment, you know people can get narky, yeah. and that, that's understandable. And if it was seven, four years ago, there was criticism too and that sort of stuff. Yeah. However, there are some baseline things that we can look at that can yes. tell us how, and they basically are ratings. You can actually tell how well. So, how they rated nine? Well, let me put it this way: <laughs> it wasn't a great investment. No, it wasn't. No, wasn't. It, look, in terms of Channel Nine, will probably lose somewhere in the vicinity of about thirty million dollars on their uh, their advertising spend, or at least what they were hoping to make from advertising for what they've spent for the rights and covering. Yes, when, when you basically take into consideration how much they have outlaid to actually have the Olympics, they're doing it at a loss. Now, somebody uh, over at the uh, Nine Programming Department would probably voice at this point that there is an there's something called a loss leader. You can even lose money on something, and still that can be good for the network overall branding. But generally yeah. speaking, uh, you want the Olympics to be bringing home the bacon every night and building in an established audience. Now, to be honest, um, if you look at the ratings figures for Nine's coverage, you're going to see Nine, particularly in the second week, not doing so well in the first week. Uh, you know, I think Australians took a while to warm to their coverage, or maybe they, they realised that they couldn't do anything about it, so they'd better settle. But, <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that in, didn't you? I did. Yeah. A little bit of a dig there. I've worked for all the networks, so I've got no... <laughs> I've got no qualms in saying they've all got problems. You say tart on open house. <laughs> <laughs> Media tart. Well, it, basically, Channel 9, um, if you look, it's basically uh, the top 10 programs of uh, any night mm-hmm. has won the top three slots, okay? okay? And they've been Olympic coverage. Yeah. But let's put that into some sort of context. You are always going to win. Okay, you're always going to win. So let's give away the um, afternoon and evening slots, which are, you know, one and two, and have a look at the numbers themselves. They're basically 1.6, 1.7 million. Um, that doesn't put them as high as, say, a grand final or, or even a MasterChef final. Uh, okay, but they're there, you know, sort of Thursday night or Wednesday night or something. That's respectable ratings. When you look at Channel 9's news, that comes in at number three. You get basically 1.3 million Australians tuning in. Now, Here's the kicker. Channel 7 uh, gets 1.2 million. So what is the what has the Olympics actually given the 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 awesome nine news giant? It's a good question. A hundred thousand extra you know viewers across Australia, and will they stay? Yeah, that's the big you know, question. I doubt that. They've copped a fair bit of criticism for what they haven't broadcast, which is again a familiar criticism. Have they mixed it up enough? No, they haven't. And look, I can understand why. Okay, because they've got to, in some degrees, you know, place their bets. 
okay, when they're looking at the coverage. Now, what did they do? They did what, what you know, I guess sensible uh, people might have done. They, they took a punt and they said, look, where are we going to get our biggest gold events? We want to be broadcasting that gold, gold, gold for Australia moment. How are we going to get that? And I think they narrowed it far too much when they focused too much on the swimming. Now, I think everybody knows that, that there has been nothing but swimming, swimming, swimming and swimming. For the first week, it was yes. swimming. And, and I think it actually created an unfair expectation to on what was happening to the swimmers. Now, Nine's not alone there. A lot of other media channels, too, were basically saying, you know, the hopes of the nation on these broad shoulders, which was a bit unfair. So, like, when James Magnuson um, swims his 100 metres, there was this, I guess, tragic moment uh, where, you know, he, he gets out of the pool, having won second place. Now, let's be clear about this. One second place. A okay. silver medal. Yeah, of yes. a, a hundredth of a second behind yeah. uh, the gold you know, medal. And um, the first thing the Channel 9 uh, news reporter has to say to him is, oh, look, you must be gutted by that result. Well, if he wasn't, he probably, he probably Mind you, the by thing, the end of it. In defence of the reporter, yeah. he was gutted. Now, that's he was. Thing, yeah. And that's a good thing because you've got to ask, where did he get that expectation in the first yes. place that it was all going to be that way? What was feeding into it? Ian Thorpe was saying, oh, this is the best I've ever seen in the lead up to an Olympics. Uh, yeah, I know. About James Magnus. Exactly. Yeah. And so he, he's got an expectation too, but the media is feeding on itself as a beast. <laughs> you know, one headline, you know, it tries to trump the next one. And I think part of the, the tragedy too, though, is that they didn't have the sensitivity to think what was happening at that point. So James Magnuson lost um, the the gold medal aspirations, but it didn't stop Channel 9 being so focused on what they needed to do that they had to do a live cross to his uh, family and friends standing there at the, you know, in Port Macquarie. Um, so what they actually throw um, James then is the opportunity to explain his, you know, his, his dashed dreams to his family straight away. How is he going to do that? A more sensitive or selective sort of approach would have said, okay, we've got other options here to cut away with. But Nine had bet the farm on the swimming and other things like that. Should mention Foxtel. Eight Olympic channels they had. How have they fared in both ratings, ratings and audience response? This is, now, this is the classic. that um, Whereas Nine has struggled to turn gold into silver, so to speak. You know, Very good. I know. Uh, you've had Foxtel that has basically taken um, uh, eight channels of Olympic coverage and turned it into the biggest result for uh, pay television in Australian history. Okay. okay, so they have an amazing result to the point that uh, they were winning audience share for the first five days over seven, over 10, and over nine. Wow. Okay, now putting that into context, and it's pretty scary when you think about it, uh, that their combined total uh, proved that Australians were far more prepared to pay to watch the Olympics than to watch what was freely available. How revealing. Yeah, I know. And so it's a bit scary in that sense. Quick last question. Will Channel 9 do it again? Will they want to do it again? Uh, look, I think that um, they will have to to either try and improve on it or if they have the money to. It's yeah. a question of four years whether it, where their business model is going. But I think the interesting thing is if they keep going gold, 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 we've got to make gold the focus as opposed to human effort, nationhood, stories, spirit, get behind stories, yeah. then they're going to find that very much like the gold medal, you know, which is 92% silver, uh, it's not actually going to be what they want. If we focus on Win, win, win for everything. We will always fail, you know, and Nine is going to find that out in the end too. You are such a guru, and I'm so glad every time you come in and talk to us. Mark Hadley, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.